it's almost like you have a film reel and that you know like there's old-fashioned film reels and then they you know you play the film reel and then it would um the film reel would then show up on the screen if the film reel were playing in our heads if we don't like it if we don't like what we're seeing on the screen on the outside world then we have to change that film reel you are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 257. And today I'm talking with a special guest about how to tame one of the most prevalent gremlins in your mind, the not good enough syndrome. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. Your host, Melanie Benson here. And wow, we are inching closer to the end of 2021. And now is the time where I want you to take a look at your goals, your plans, your vision, your intention for this year. What did you accomplish and what didn't you accomplish? In just a couple weeks, I'm doing one of my absolute most favorite calls of the year, exclusive for the Amplify Your Authority Inner Circle on the year wrap up. And this is a really beautiful, powerful ritual we do here in the Amplify community to assess what we discovered, what learnings we had, what strengths emerged from the year, and really get ourselves set up for a powerful new year. So that's happening the first week of December in the Amplify Your Authority Inner Circle. And now if you've been looking for the right community and support, to help you transform your wisdom into wealth as a highly paid authority, then I highly recommend that you join us in the Amplify Your Authority Inner Circle. We are currently open for enrollment through the end of the year. And this is one of those powerful programs that will become a catalyst for you to monetize your superpowers, transform all of that hard-earned expertise into irresistible programs that your ideal clients cannot wait to join and really stand out as an authority in your field. And that's where you're going to get the bookings. You're going to get the the great opportunities coming your way. You will find all the details at AmplifyInnerCircle.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Amplifiers. I'm We're doing more mindset today and I'm so excited we're going to talk about a topic that comes up so much, especially for people building a business around their expertise. But I see this coming up for leaders, for uh, business owners, coaches, consultants, service providers. And it's this feeling that comes up that we don't feel good enough. And it becomes a syndrome that affects the way we think, the way we make decisions. It just, it's like a plague in our brain. And my guest today, I'm really excited to bring to you. Her name is Nina Cook. Now, Nina helps six and seven figure coaches, consultants, and experts to build authority and boost their profit by creating an unstoppable mindset. Nina has worked with hundreds of established entrepreneurs, helping them to increase their profits by up to eight 
100%. She's the host of Entrepreneur's Inner Game podcast and has interviewed world-class entrepreneurs and best-selling authors. She's been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, on BBC Radio, and on Top Podcasts. And now she's here on Amplify Your Success. Nina, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, it's a pleasure, Melanie. Thank you for inviting me along. Ah, I'm excited. I Mindset's my jam. I know we had a little uh, chat not too long ago about mindset, and I think we were both realizing, you know, it's a big part of our success strategy or our success makeup, if you will. But, you know, uh, when I was reading your bio, it made me think uh, 21 years ago when I started my business, one of my first books, like a workbook I wrote, was called um, Unstoppable. <laughs> so I was like, of course, we, you know, we, we have very uh, good synergy here. <laughs> yes, it's a great word, isn't it? It is. It is so much. So let's talk about mindset and let's talk about how you define mindset. Just so we bring everybody up to like our definition of what we're going to be exploring today. Mindset for me is our perspective on ourselves and who we are the world, other people, how we see things and how we perceive things and therefore how it makes us feel. Mindset is is such a multi-layered thing. So there's no black and white about it. Some days we can feel really good about stuff. Other days we feel down. Nothing in the outside world has changed. All that's happened is our, our thinking has either gone up or it's gone down. And the great thing about mindset is that it's all an inner game the world the other people do not establish our mindset we get to do that ourselves and we can choose what thoughts we're thinking we have this amazing gift this incredible tool that we use all day long to create uh, to create within and then, the, as we know, the world mirrors what we're making up in our heads. And we can change our story inside our heads and decide that we're not going to go with the, the suffering. We're not going to go with the not enough story. We're not going to go with, uh, you know, people are unlovable and people don't like me and I'll never get what I want. We can actually change that story within ourselves and we get to do with the only people responsible for ourselves and our happiness Mm -hmm. so mindset really comes down to the expectations we have of ourselves in this lifetime our expectations low that we're not going to get what we want that we have to settle for less and that's just how it is for us and we can't do anything to change that and that is the expectations dictate what we get out of life And yet we can raise our expectations to expect more and to have the faith and the trust that we will have more. We will have whatever we want. And therefore, the world will reflect that. Our mindset, we cannot achieve more in our life than we expect of ourselves. So our expectations are everything in our lives. And the lovely thing is they're not set in stone. They can go up and they can go down. But we are 100% responsible for moving that dial up or down. No one else is. We're creating from within. So everything, I believe, everything that we see through our eyes, we are creating from within. We're creating this picture. And how you see things is completely unique to you. And how I see things is completely unique to me. And if I don't like what I'm seeing out there, that I can 
it's almost like you have a film reel and that you know like there's old-fashioned film reels and then they you know you play the film reel and then it would um the film reel would then show up on the screen if the film reel were playing in our heads if we don't like it if we don't like what we're seeing on the screen on the outside world then we have to change that film reel and make the decision and the thing is we often think well i do want to be happier I want to be healthier. I want to be wealthier. I want to have lovely relationships. I want things just to work out for me. And we say we want it. But most of the time, for many of us, we are doing the exact opposite of making sure that will happen for us. And we're working against ourselves most of the time. I'd say up to 80% of our time. We're sabotaging. We're not taking action. We're not picking up opportunities. We're not helping ourselves. So if we keep saying we want to be happier and all those other lovely things, why aren't we 100% committed to it? Why are we, say, you know, 20% committed to it or at the beginning when we're starting off with a new strategy for happiness, we're 100% in, and then after a little while, maybe we hit a bump in the road and we think, well, my reality is telling me that things aren't great, and then we slip back into the old default thinking of, you know, getting frustrated, irritated, et cetera. So this is the one thing that we want. And yet many times we're just not prepared to do it 100% of the time. And if we were to do it and be committed, things would change. For sure they would change. I, I want to I unpack that a little bit more because what you're saying is so profound. And I, I know when I first started really understanding the power of my mindset, and this was at the beginning of my business, I realized that there were thoughts I was thinking and beliefs that were subconsciously kind of filtering my decision-making. And, and so I know what I did to flip that, but I'm curious in your, in your experience, you know, if somebody recognizes, yeah, I've got a lot of those negative thoughts, I'm playing that movie reel and it's not the movie that I want to be experiencing, but they don't like they struggle. And maybe it's a the discipline to actually shift their thinking or maybe it's just rec- recognizing how. Like what do you tell somebody who struggles with that chronic pervasive habit of letting those negative thoughts rule their mind? Yeah, that's that is the core question. First step is always awareness. So you said that when people realize they have these, that that is a great step forward to realize that they have these chronic beliefs which are debilitating their lives and limiting them in a huge way. Once they are aware of that, then they're at that point where they decide they want to take action. They want to get out of their own way because they know if, if they don't work on themselves, then all the other stuff they're doing, all the great strategies, investments they're making, they're not going to work as well for them. When they're at that point, I work with them to help them to dissolve those limiting beliefs. And I use my unstoppable uh, success process to do that. And there are lots of ways of doing it. There are so many people who work in mindset who have their own methodologies for you know, removing limiting beliefs. I happen to use a particular one, which works brilliantly for me and my clients. Once they can dissolve the limiting belief, and it doesn't matter if they had that limiting belief since they were a young child, they could have had it for decades, In a matter of 15, 20 minutes, that limiting belief can go from a 10 out of 10 to a zero out of 10. And this has happened 
I've helped hundreds of clients remove thousands of limiting beliefs over the years. So this can absolutely happen. And once you remove that limiting belief, then you can plant a new powerful belief. You can choose the new belief that you want to plant in your subconscious that will help you to achieve the goals that you want. Now, if they don't have access to a particular process, then there is one big thing they can do on their own. And that is to stop making up negative meanings about memories. So by that, for example, uh, say a child, a young child wants their parents to play with him or her. And the parents say, you know, we're busy, we'll, we'll try and spend some time with you later on, but they don't get around to doing it. And maybe this happens many times. So that young child will be trying to figure out why their parents aren't able to play with them. And then the young child will come to a conclusion, a decision about why. Oh, it's because I'm not important. That's why they don't have time for me. And that becomes a limiting belief. I'm not important. And they carry that through into adult life. Now, as you said, it, it, had, it influences our decisions. And when you've got a cluster of these limiting beliefs, I'm not good enough, there's something wrong with me, I'm not deserving, I'm not lovable, etc. And these are profound limiting beliefs, which I come across time and time again. It doesn't matter how successful the entrepreneur is, many of them are still holding on to these limiting beliefs. So that adult, who's now an adult, is going through life looking for evidence that they're not important because we always want to be right. We can only find that evidence. Someone doesn't buy our, our program. I'm not important. We get left out of you know, a, a meeting or networking. I'm not important. Our partner doesn't pay us all the attention we want. I'm not important. So we just keep ramming it home to us all the time. So the reason that happened is because that child made up a negative meaning about that memory when their parents weren't, weren't, weren't playing with them. So if we can cut out all of those negative meanings and start looking at memories as neutral memories, what happened that time is I got on a call with a, uh, with a prospect and the prospect said no to me. That's all that happened, nothing else. Let's leave out the meanings. Oh, they think I'm not very good at what I do. I'm too expensive. No one's ever going to want to work with me. I'm never going to make it work. Let's leave out all of that negative thinking and just say, that client didn't work with me. What can I learn from that call? Okay, let me take my learnings from that call. Maybe I need to do some more sales training. Maybe I need to look at my programs or whatever it is. And then I will make those changes and then I'll get onto the next call. That clean, clear thinking keeps the momentum going in our lives. And it stops us from wasting untold time and energy beating ourselves up because we feel there's fundamentally something wrong with us, that we are flawed. So when the prospect says no to us, they are rejecting us to the core of who we are. They've seen something that is not good enough within us. And they've seen that, and that's why they don't want to work with us. But if we can say, well, they don't want to work with us, with me, because it's not a right fit for them, maybe they really could not afford that investment, even though they did want to work with me. Okay, so I'll just move on. There are plenty of people I can speak to. I only need a few clients to make my business a great business. So if we could just cut out all of that negative meanings that we make up, that trigger us. And the problem is that when, for example, using that same um, time, but a prospect says no to working with us, we don't just come to that with an appropriate amount of emotion. 
we bring all of our negative baggage about being rejected in life from when we were a young, young child through to the present day. We bring all of that emotional baggage into that moment. Because whatever triggers us, whatever makes us hysterical is always historical. But if we can clean out all of that rubbish thinking we've got going on, which is not serving us and is working against us, then we start off with a clean slate. And it makes life much smoother and easier, and it cuts out the suffering. That is, I'm getting super inspired just listening to that. And I'm I'm realizing, you know, our theme today is... um, getting past that feeling of being not good enough. And I, I, I think what you're saying here, like it applies to so many of the, um, the bottlenecks and the breakdown points and the stuck spots that entrepreneurs and business owners find themselves in, whether you put the label of imposter syndrome or you have limiting beliefs or, uh, you know, you're stuck in some scarcity pattern. I mean, outside of what we're talking about here with it, which is this idea of being good enough, like, how else are you seeing this play out for people and maybe patterns they don't even realize are attached to a limiting mindset of some kind? Yeah, this is interesting you asked that question, Melanie. I surveyed my email list not so long ago and asked them, what's your biggest challenge to growing your business? And I gave them, I think, four options. And the options were around not being able to charge the prices they want to charge, procrastination, putting yourself out there. And there was uh, another one, and I can't remember what the other one was. But the top challenge was the fear of marketing and putting myself out there. Interesting. Now, if we're not marketing, we're not getting clients. And people that who need our help are not finding us. We are not being of service. And I believe that just about every coach, consultant, service-based expert is doing what they do because they love helping people. They want to serve at the highest level. Otherwise, you know, it's a roller coaster life being an entrepreneur. We could go and get a regular job, but we choose this lifestyle because we want to help. And we can't do that if we're not marketing and putting ourselves out there. So I created a course around this and the limiting beliefs we worked upon in this um, program were things like rejection is scary. I have to do things perfectly. People don't want what I have. So we come up with all of these stories, dramas, and we're making them all up in our head. And because I've removed so many limiting beliefs for clients over the years, I can say with 100% certainty that not a single one of these limiting beliefs is true about anyone. And people who are listening may say, but I've got plenty of evidence that no one's going to pay the price I want to charge because everyone keeps turning me down. What we have to do is get really clear within ourselves that we are providing value at that price point, that it's absolutely worth it. So what we do is that we have our own limiting beliefs and then we project them onto our prospect. Well, I don't believe I'm worth that much. Therefore, my prospect isn't going to believe I'm worth that much. And, oh, guess what happens? The the prospect picks up our vibes and says, oh, I can't afford you. Well, then that person will say, I've got more um, evidence that that no one's ever going to pay me my price. So it's like this chronic cycle that keeps going on and on, but it all goes back to us. We're the, we have to make the change within ourselves because while 
you're, anyone's carrying the limiting belief that they're too expensive and they'll never get high paying clients. That is the world we create through our thinking. And so we're going to keep those people are going to keep showing up. We have to make the change within ourselves first. And then the world will mirror back those changes. There may be a delay before we start seeing that new evidence showing up. But that's the crucial part. When we start making those changes and living the life we want in our heads with conviction, with feeling, with belief that this is my reality, that what I'm using my imagination now to create this reality, I'm creating the world I want to live in, in my head. And we have to almost flip it and say, what I'm imagining is the truth. That is my reality. And the world will catch up with my reality at some point. It may take a few days, it may take a few weeks, but until it catches up and starts mirroring back our new film reel we've put in that we're now playing in our minds, we have to build that bridge of faith and belief that this is going to happen, that this is our reality and the world will catch up. And that bridge can be very, can crumble very quickly because we'll say, well, I'm doing all this nice thinking, but nothing's changed in the outside world. Someone else just, just said no to me, so it's not working. So I've got to find another strategy. But this is the key thing. We have to believe and focus on what we want and have faith and trust that the outside world will start reflecting that. But it's not, this isn't about acting as if you already have what you want. It's about feeling with 100% certainty, as if you already have what you want. And what's really crucial in this is our identity. So if we have the identity that we are very limited beings with this physical body, with these five senses, and that's all we have, and therefore we're trying to create this lovely world in our heads, we're going to keep bumping up against limiting belief after limiting belief. Who are you kidding? You haven't got that. You've got these problems out there to sort out. You better go sort those out first. Have you seen your bank balance lately? So all of these negative beliefs will keep popping up. But when we change our identity from this physical being and, and change our identity to that part of us, which is eternal, which is you know spiritual, whatever you want to call it, godlike, whatever you want to call it, that part of us that keeps going is eternal, never changes, absolutely powerful, has everything that we could ever desire already because that eternal part of us is not lacking anything. So if we can shift our identity and say, that's who I really am. And there's just this human form. But who I really am is that, you know, that unlimited, infinite being who already has everything I could absolutely desire, then when you're running these lovely stories of what you want in your head and that the limiting belief pops up where you haven't got it yet, I'll say to that limiting belief, but that infinite part of me already has this. And that makes it feel really true. And that helps to keep that bridge strong, that trust bridge strong until it starts showing up in my reality. So this is what I mean about being 100% committed to wanting happiness and peace in our lives because it's so easy to give up and say it's not working i tried it for a couple of days and you know things are still going from bad to worse in my life it's keeping that belief 
and dealing with those limiting beliefs as they come up because they're all ego-based thinking ego hates it when we start believing in the unlimited part because it loses this whole you know role of keeping us safe but really it's pulling us down and keeping us fixated in this physical 3d so-called reality so that's that's the key thing for me is what is our identity? What are we holding on to, to be true about us? That that was profound. <laughs> I'm just sitting here getting the chills. It's like, yes, yes, yes. And, and I would just add, you know, and we could talk about this for hours. Um, but I would add that when we operate at the level you're talking about, I, I feel like it, it actually makes us immune to the dynamics we can't control around us. You know, you're, we're, we're talking about create your own economy here in the um, Amplify community lately. And I believe that when you really plug into what you just said and you operate from that place 100%, then we, know, we no longer like bounce around inside what is happening outside of us. And we're so like in our energetic prosperity groove, our happiness groove, our joy groove, we may have some little blips, but we don't get completely derailed. Like I have more money in my bank account now at the end of the pandemic than I did for the entire you know five years before. So I, I know how powerful this can be to be able to do this no matter what's going on versus just when things are good. Would you agree? I absolutely do. And the pandemic was an interesting time. And I from what I could see in the business world, in the online world, there were two different camps, broadly speaking. There was a camp where they felt like a rabbit caught in headlights and they just sat on their hands waiting for this pandemic to go so they could just go back into the you know previous way of working. Right. And they didn't take action. And then there was another group of people who thought, this is a great opportunity. And you know as well as I that there are some, you know, entrepreneurs who hold big face-to-face -face events, and many of them shifted those events to on online, and they did better than they'd ever done face-to-face. -face. And people were taking this as an opportunity to restructure or to pivot their business and make some fundamental changes because they had the mindset of expansion and looking at opportunities. And, you know, making sure that they were going to do what it took to keep their business strong. And mindset was more important than ever during the pandemic. And it really helped to sort out the, the entrepreneurs who were going to sit it out and wait and hope for the best and hope they had a business at the end of it. And those who took control of their lives. Yeah, very powerful time. Very powerful time. Nina, uh, I've got a couple uh, last questions I want to ask you, but I'd love if you would share with our Amplify community here, what is uh, a resource that you think would really help them take what we're talking about today and put it into action? I created a free gift. It's called the Millionaire Mindset Scorecard. And the reason I created this is because so many people say to me, I can't find my limiting beliefs. I don't know why I behave like I do. So the Millionaire Mindset Scorecard is designed to help you to identify your strongest limiting beliefs around success and around money. You can score yourself 
And then when you've scored yourself and found out which are your strongest beliefs blocking you, then there's lots of analysis on the scorecard and also lots of help in order to start being able to dissolve these beliefs. So there's a lot packed into this and it gives it shines a, a spotlight on what's going on in your subconscious so you can start dealing with it. Beautiful. You want to share where it's located? We'll also link it up in the show notes in case you're driving or exercising or listening to this in a place where you cannot quickly grab a pen. Uh, but Nina, why don't you go ahead and share it here too? It's Nina Cook and my spelling is N-I-N-A-C-O-O-K-E dot co dot uk forward slash scorecard excellent all right i know it's long url memorize it or come over to the show notes and we'll make sure it's linked up for you so nina this is the time where i like to ask some more personal questions about you so our audience and our community here our amplifiers can really kind of get to know nina uh the woman behind the mindset work what would you say is the boldest thing you've had to do to get where you are today in your business? Well, this is very personal. Mm. I'm Indian and mm. my parents wanted me to have an arranged marriage when I left university. And I decided that wasn't the life for me. I came back after university, lived at home for a year. It was very fraught, very difficult. And I decided I had to leave home and I arranged to move out and stay um, at a friend's place telling my parents that I was going to leave as an unmarried Indian woman was the most difficult thing I ever had to do, but it changed the course of my life. I, that's, I'm, that's profound. That that's courage. And I'm imagining that courage was a, was something that you recognized you were going to use a lot in your business. True. It was once I got through (laughs) that and I did that, I thought I can do anything. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Exactly. Good, uh, good fundamental training for being an entrepreneur, I'm sure. And uh, if we look at today and you were to, in your mind's eye, look back over the course of having your business, what's one thing that you wish you would have done sooner because you now realize how important it was to your success and the work you're doing in the world? I would have stopped playing small much, much earlier. And I would have realized that it's okay to take risks and to make mistakes because that is a much faster path to a fulfilling business where I feel excited and I feel that I'm stretching myself in my comfort zone. So the big thing for me would have been make mistakes, make mistakes and learn from them and then get yourself up, dust yourself off and get on with it. No one is watching. There is no humiliation involved here. And play, play a big game. That's what you're here to do. Hmm. Mic drop. That's right, friends. Play a bigger game. (laughs) I know in every fiber of my being that when we stretch outside that comfort zone, really, really extraordinary things happen. And it's just an illusion that it's safer in your comfort zone because it's not really. Nina, thank you so much. I feel wiser and more excited and more inspired just tuning in to you and your wisdom today. I know our amplifiers are going to be lit up and ready to take action. Make sure you take advantage of this really great resource Nina is sharing with you, her Millionaire Mindset Scorecard. We'll link that up in the show notes for you. 
And I cannot wait to hear from today's episode. What was your big aha? Thanks, Nina. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com. And I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going, and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name, and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 